Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder and I'm joined as ever by Steve Shanks and Mark Kurowski. Steve, how's it How's it going? We've been in good form of late. We had the, the treble of naps from our latest Hong Kong preview, didn't we? Um, hopeful we can translate some of that form to the UK? Yes, hopefully, hopefully. I had a winner today on my um, The Right Man page, um, Noble Music on the Paddy Longshot. So um, that, that was a nice winner over mile and six. So yes, hopefully I can transfer that like like all weather to turf from France to um, the UK. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's always nice when you're getting uh, winners in those foreign fields. But yeah, yeah, you kind of I always find you want them in the UK. I know my form in the UK has been a little bit in and out. Had a good day earlier in the week, but the last couple of days have been a little bit uh, up and down. How about you, Mark? How's the form going? A little birdie tells me that you're going to be on the Racing Post Live again this week. Yeah, um, also doing Racing Post Live for, for Betfair uh, this weekend on Saturday. So if any listeners want to, want to check that out, um, we'll be on YouTube. Uh, we'll Racing Post YouTube channel. will be a live stream. Things kicking off around half past one, two o'clock. Um, basically covering the same races we're covering here, but I'll be showcasing the Betfair exchange capabilities and I'll be punting um, on the on the Betfair Exchange with the, the guys in the studio I think Tom Collins is on this week and it'll be good um, and also we're trying to raise some charity for, for Bob Champion but uh, yeah uh, looking forward to that the weekend had a, an up and down week so so far I mean I backed uh, had a double today one with finished fourth and the other one was uh, a non-runner so not being the best of form but obviously last week we had the Sherbet Lemon uh, big drifter on the day uh, one things around 38 so 40s on the machine when it went off done it well um, so it's been a profitable month, so I can't really complain. So I can't, I can't promise I'm going to find anything at that price uh, this weekend. I think it's very competitive. It is, uh, it's top quality stuff. Uh, there's nothing really loitering in a handicap here that I've found, but uh, hopefully we can make some profit for the listeners um, and also stay tuned for Racing Post Live on Saturday. Yeah, you've definitely been in a good vein of form of late, especially on the podcast, and that was a great selection with Sherbert Lemon. Wasn't on my radar, but most certainly was on yours, and Fair play if any of you took Mark's advice and uh, backed it. So hopefully we can continue the form then. Uh, this week uh, we're previewing races at Newbury and at Newmarket. All of these races that we'll be previewing will be available to watch on ITV Racing. And the first one we're going to be previewing is the 150 at Newbury. It's a six furlong listed race. It's the Bet Victor Carnarvon Stakes. And we've got Tactical as your 2-1 to favourite at the moment in the colours of Her Majesty the Queen, O'Sheen Murphy and Andrew Bolden. We'll come to Steve first on this one. Did you like Tactical? Did you think he was the class act or were you uh, willing to take him on? Um, I think he's, um, I wouldn't, what's the old cliche, I wouldn't put anyone off him. But I think he's possibly, I always think, you know, when you, when you go and buy ratings, it's always dangerous to go by, always top rated so you'll win. I thought that um, like a spy character might be quite interesting. He was a good third to Rohan at Ascot. Um, Rohan was ridden by Ryan Moore that day, and spy has now got the, the services of Ryan Moore. So I thought he had a good chance. Tactical, obviously a very good um, poss- possibility as well, being the favourite. I just wondered if the heavens opened. I know he's one of them good to soft, but you know there does look to be heavy showers down in the London area. And if it really turns soft, he disappointed once on a soft surface. So I thought he was possibly vulnerable. Creative Force, which you tipped up yourself, um, was good. He's two out of two this season. I just wonder, will the wheels come off? Can he keep winning when the deal is done? Trina's actually, I mean, a massive prize, an ex-French horse now with Henry Spiller. 
And although he's unlikely to be good enough, I was looking at some of his form, and that's quite decent. He's probably one for down the line. Michelle Starr's uh, a good, um, interesting horse. A lot to find at the ratings, but coming from Tom Ward, a stable in form, as is Roger Teal. When the deal is done, was slowly away last time, but stayed on well at uh, Doncaster. But for me, possibly, maybe Sky, Sky Catcher with Ryan Moore. Yeah, definitely an interesting uh, jockey booking in the colours of uh, high clear thoroughbred racing. Personally, myself, I thought Tactical was the obvious one. I believe he, uh, at one point, they did say there was talk of him going over to France for the French Guineas, but I think he probably wouldn't have got a mile. But I think over this uh, this trip over six furlongs, six, seven furlongs will be more his forte. And I think if he wins this, uh, all roads will lead to the Commonwealth Cup. So I would probably just give the nod to Tactical, despite him having to give away uh, the three pound penalty. How about you, Mark? Were you killing, uh, willing to um, lay tactical, or were you looking elsewhere? Actually, sort of agree with with Steve here. I, th- I think tactical um, is the one to be, and it is the right favourite here. And um, I think second in um, is, uh, in my opinion, is Happy Romance. I think that one's got solid form. I mean, the way I'd I'd probably play this, I, th- I think creative force. I mean, this is the one I'd actually want to be taking on at the price. He's currently nine to four. Um, a form's nothing spectacular. Um, again, tactical and happy Romans, superior form. Um, and obviously, if this was a handicap, you'd be better off at the the weights. Question marks over the Appleby yard as well, in my opinion. Um, I think this is a bit of a step up. I think four to nine the field to me is value. Interesting as well. Steve mentioned the the French run of the bomb. I mean, that one's currently in fifties right now. That one could easily sneak into a place. Um, it could be one that I might even look at on, on Saturday. Uh, maybe put up in the four place market. Maybe if I could make maybe ten to one four places. I think that that looks a huge price. Um, because that one will obviously be going for the black type. You know, that one will definitely be. It won't be there to make up the numbers, but I'd be happy to take on Creative Force in the in the win market and um, four to nine the fields and potentially lay it in the two-place market around even money, four to five, my sort of bet here. Yeah, I think Creative Force is, is an interesting horse, has been progressive on his last couple of starts, but I think there's a couple of worthy adversaries in here, and uh, yeah, it's quite wide open. So uh, yeah, it was spy catcher for, um, for Steve, and uh, Mark was keen to take on Creative Force. We then... Move on to the next race we're going to be previewing, which again is staying at Newbury for the 2.25. It's a mile and a half. Uh, Al Rayan stakes a Group 3 contest. You, Al Azzi, who was an impressive winner over the course and distance last time, is your even money favourite. Were you going to be siding um, with Al Azzi here, Mark, or were you looking elsewhere? I think uh, Alazi was really impressive last time out at Newbury, uh, went about four and a half lengths uh, without a fight. Actually, I want to replicate what, what I think in the, the first race we looked at in the 150. I want to be uh, taking on Logician here. Currently, same price, 9-4. to four. Um, I actually think this one will need the run. Um, last one, got the cons- consecutive winning run to an end. Um, easily beaten on that day. Um, no excuses. And obviously, this is the, the vet. Um, had the report after. Didn't find anything wrong with the, the horse. It was be- beaten very far out, in my opinion, which would allude to me didn't look like it was in love with the game. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take this one on the prices again. Having the uh, the favourite runner for me um, in four or nine in the field, I think Ranch Hands has a chance as well. Obviously, I have to replicate that that all weather form back onto the turf. Rainbow Dreamer could run into a place here. I mean, I, I'm happy to. I mean, it just went two to one there on uh, in some places. Logician. I mean, I'd happy to be uh, laying that at, at uh, one or two of the fields. My sort of bet again. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't keen on the addition. Well, also as well, a few people haven't noted is that John and Thady Gosden's team, even though obviously they're a prolific combo now that they're uh, joint um, names on the on the on the license, their horses have just been running a little bit below par. I've noticed in the last few days. So that's an interesting angle to try and take on the addition. Obviously, he was a class act, but. He has had his problems along the way. I think he was rushed back to the race course last year. Um, he was his his uh, prep always seemed to be delayed until we finally saw him. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think he could be slightly vulnerable here. How about He's you? One, Chris, sorry for another. I think this one again had problems in the past. Um, this could be one. You know, this one could potentially be out the free here at really silly prices. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. It'd be interesting to see what prices he is in the, in the place market as we get nearer the time. How about you, though, Steve? Um, what did you like in this race? Again, uh, as the two of you have said, I think Logician is one to pretty much um, go against. He's um, disappointed on his last start. And also, I'm um, banging on about the weather again. But I do think, you know, on his second start at, um, at Newmarket, he was uh, 2 to 9 on, which he won. But it's probably one of his most least convincing successes. And that was on good soft. If the, if the ground does deteriorate, allied to the fact that you might need the the run it all points towards two to one being far too short again i'll say it's a very short price odds on at the moment but you know, as i always think there are other odds on there are plenty of bets you can do out there and one one of them doesn't have to be al at five to six i thought possibly thunderous would semi-interesting mark johnson ryan moore ready for mark johnson he was third to saron priestley at hq in a group two his first try at 12 furlongs I don't think their potentially um, easing the ground would affect him. So I thought Thunderous was a, a possibility at uh, what's currently 15 to 2. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting contender, I think. He has previous form on, on soft ground when he won at Newbury, when he won um, the listed Denford stakes as a, as a two year old. Obviously, we didn't see much of him as a three year old because he did suffer a setback. But yeah, it was a more encouraging effort, I thought, last time at uh, Newmarket. And yeah, I, I would definitely say. He's a player. We then move on to a competitive handicap, but this race is always a really good handicap. Always one for the progressive three-year-olds. Been won by some really top horses in the last few years. You've had the likes of Headman, Communicate, Defoe. So it has produced some real uh, group class horses. Um, how about you though, Steve? What was uh, the horse on your shortlist for this race? Well, I just noticed that, well, I noticed earlier that I was looking at Brian Hill at the first three races. I thought Spycatcher in the first, possibly Thunderous in the second. And I, and I quite like Bay Bridge for the Stout Moor combo in this race. He made a nice um, reappearance um, on the All Weather, but I think that set him up for a, a good tilt at this race. The the other horses in the race, um, obviously, Tam Barada is interesting, un, unbeaten. Um, he won the Univet handicap at Doncaster. There's also there's also Kyle and Rocker, Dubai Sands, etc. And um, Oz Legend could also improve for Hugo Palmer and Kieran O'Neill. So yes, I just thought that uh, Bay Bridge was an interesting sort, and uh, I thought there could be plenty of improvement in this horse. So the Stout um, stable is doing well. Yeah, they're definitely amongst the winners of late and going great guns. I thought um, he would definitely have a chance. How about you though, Mark? What did you like in this race? I feel like I, I'm bashing the uh, the boys in blue at the moment, but I mean, Tom Barada, again, this this is one I want to be taking on in the place market. Um, is this really a 99 rate horse? And 
to me. I, I think it, I don't know if after these three ones it justifies that that rating of 99. Uh, made heavy work of it at Doncaster last time out. Um, that was only, I think it was only five runners that day. Um, a couple of rags. It was all out that day. Wasn't a strong race. The form hasn't been frank since. Ninth, five to one currently. I Meaning, could you get this out? The three and the four around even money. Maybe four to six, four to seven. I mean, that would probably be my sort of bet here. This is much more competitive than uh, Tamborada's face so far. So I mean, this is one I, again I'd want to be placed lane um, on the back for exchange. And uh, this this is very very competitive. I mean, I can easily see Tamborada out the place in here. Yeah, I I agree. Charlie Appleby, even though he did have the Dante winner today, there's a I'm not sure about the yard. They they have been. Running a little bit below par the last few days, and yeah, he he wouldn't he wouldn't make my shortlist. I thought that there was two or three in there that you could pick. I quite like the chances of River Alwyn. He finished fifth here or fourth here in a condition stakes. So it's worked out quite well behind Hurricane Lane. You had Maximal in there as well. He ran a really good race at Chester last week. I thought Dubawi Sands was really interesting for Roger Varian. I think he'll be better than his mark of eighty six. Um, I mean, it's probably the one I would go with, and they won this race with Defoe a few years ago. I could see him being having a similar profile, and King Frank as well for the Johnson team. Again, he's rated eighty two. I could see him potentially being better than his mark. But if I had to go for one, it probably would be Dubawi Sands. I think off the mark of eighty six, he's going to have a lot more to offer. Um, he's by Dubawi out of Galileo Mare. Lovely pedigree. I think he's um, from the family of Galileo Gold as well. So I think there's going to be lots to come from uh, Dubawi Sands and. Rodeverian's team are in good form at the moment. So, yeah, a variety of opinions in the three o'clock at Newbury. We then go to the feature race of the day, which is the Mile Al Shikabad uh, lock in stakes. It's a group one, and Palace Pier is the odds on favourite. Um, come to you here, Mark. Uh, we are going to be getting stuck into laying Palace Pier, or are you going to look in the without and place markets? I'm very brave, like others, you know me, but I just think that Palace Beer, I think this is a solid um, favourite here around the 4-7. I think this is a genuine 4-7 chance. It could even go off shorter. Um, obviously had the run last time out, uh, done it easily. I think um, I think the, the bet here would be to to bet uh, the second in Lopier Fernandez. Uh, Reimer takes a right Aidan O'Brien. It's got a bit to find on the official ratings, but it's currently around 30 to 2. And this is sort of, it's an each way bet to nothing. I can't see this one um, certainly placing here. And um, the form behind Order of Australia, the British Cup mile at Keeneland, I mean, that, that form's solid. Um, obviously, we've got the Pierce Chair Bordeaux, I mean, that a fantastic way. I mean, coming from, from the wide draw, getting across him is about 40 to 1, eh, that 1 1. Um, so this one looks a solid win and place selection if you're playing the uh the bet for exchange but i probably i probably have more on the place here maybe with 75 percent of my stake on the place 25 percent on the win or if you're going to be betting on the on the sports book um so a straight you know normal each way bet yeah i think it's really hard to take on palace pair obviously he won yeah. last time at sandown and to be fair he he did his best work late on and that's what he's always done. He's he's a horse that I really liked last season. I kept going on about him as a three-year-old. He's one of my horses to follow. I remember when we did that podcast uh, about our horses to follow. Um, and he just went on from strength to strength, winning that rate, uh, that handicap at Newcastle really well in the closing stages. He won a good renewal, I think, of um, the St. James's Palace Stakes. And then, of course, he went over to France and, and got that um, uh, other Group 1 success. Was it? bit disappointing on Champions Day but I think you can forgive him for that but 
Yeah. Top rank was interesting as well, Chris. Just a bit to find on the ratings. Uh, probably prefer a bit of cutting the ground as well. That one could definitely be interesting if it turns up soft. You see that one maybe filling the places, but Palace Pure looks uh, very difficult to beat here. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned top rank. I know I'm going on a bit here before I hand over to Steve. That's that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he was interesting because he won in the race that nobody really got a great view of. That was a day that. Yeah, I was on the RPL live and I was doing the in-running uh, betting. Uh, so obviously you've got the, the live video and obviously I've got Betfair and obviously it's 101 and they're out in the final furlong and they had that, that ridiculous camera angle. It's quite funny, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was actually watching um, the race again yesterday because I put up the second in that race. What's the story today at York? And he was really unlucky. What's the story? Kevin Stott could never find a gap, but when he did... Uh, get going he flew home to finish fifth and i think if he'd uh got got a clear run i think he would have given kieran a run for his money i really do so um yeah i think that that's not a bad piece of form and i also explained as well there's a there's a couple of other horses that have boosted that form so top rank could be an interesting one especially if uh, the rain does come uh how about you steve are we siding with palace pier here or do you have a nice double figure price each way well, selection you- yeah, well, you basically said what I was going to say, which is that um, top, top rank is the interesting alternative because he did um, win. He did win well the the Doncaster Mile, and um, the other week there, I I liked that um, Bounce the Blues uh, with Ocean Murphy. He was fifth in that race, and he was uh, he was he was second next time. And as you say, I watched what's the story today. He did get into a bit of barging match. He never got daylight. He would certainly be second or third, wouldn't he? At, at, at least had he got going. But you really did have to, the jockey really did stop riding while the winner was in full flow. So yes, and of course he was second to to uh, top rank at Doncaster. And th- there's not many in the field. I mean, it doesn't look the greatest outside of um, Palace Pier. It doesn't look the greatest sort of renewal. I mean, the like, you, it's not the sort of race where you think, well, there's a 40 to one shot, but I think you'll do well. I think like sort of Lessim and Century Dream and uh, Bobo, I think, I think they're genuine outsiders i can't see them suddenly raising their game um so yes i think palace here looks like the certainly the likeliest winner but uh i mean top rank does have he's unexposed relatively unexposed it's going to be a good confidence booster winning on his winning on his reappearance pg mcdonald gets on well with him and possibly a third my oberon it's a i mean that's been quite well found in the market um but yes for me um I can't see past Palace here. I certainly wouldn't be backing him at that price. I, it goes against the grain to back odds on for me. But I think top rank is there's still enough juice in his price each way, in, just in case Palace Pier did have an off day. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to get extra places um, if if you're not on the exchange, if you're a traditional uh, punter that follows um, normal single bets and things like that. I'm sure you'll be able to get a, um, a couple of extra places or something on the day, you know. So, yeah. 10 to 1, if Palace Pier doesn't run up to his best, you never know. He could um, maybe fall victim to one or two of these, but the others, like you said, would have to step up. We then are now going to focus our attentions to Newmarket, where we've got two races there that we're going to be discussing. They're the feature races on their, their card. The first one is the 205. It's a mile and two furlongs. Uh, the Bet- Betway Fairway Stakes, uh, another lifted race, uh, small field of six going to post here. Um, come to you on this one, Steve. Who did you like in this one? I like Little Tasman Bay, trained by Sir Mark Todd. 
he's likely raced. I thought he was uh, well, most of them are like the raced, of course. But I thought he was interesting at what is currently fifteen to two. He was third to Hurricane Lane in the Dubai GT3 condition stakes at Newbury. Now, in fourth place was the we've already mentioned, the aforementioned River Alwyn, and uh, he then went on to win next time. And I think he's, I think Tasman Bay is interesting. And David Corbett on board. There's a lot of you know the the likes of Fancy Man and John Leeper obviously fancied as well. And um, but. See the shells, poor turf run, uh, both wins at Wolverhampton. Fancy man, obviously, two from five. And uh, Chester third last time out. And of course, there's flying high as well. But I think at the prices, I think, I think Tasman Bay is interesting. Yeah, Tasman Bay was definitely on my shortlist for this race. Um, I remember there was a good word for him when he won at uh, Newcastle. Um, I remember I was, I think I was working at Sky that day. And, we um had him on beforehand and uh, yeah he was really sweet on his chances and he beat a couple of useful types in there and then he ran like you say a perfectly respectable race in that conditions race at newbury uh where hurricane lay won, won like we said won the won the dante today maximal ran a good race at uh, chester last week river allen's come out and run well tasman bay you know just because he's trained by sir mark todd yeah, I wouldn't pay you off him at all. I think he's a real lively contender in this race. How about you, though, Mark? Are you keen on the chances of Tasman Bay, or do you like something else? Definitely interesting. Um, and I think the fact that he is trained by some Mark Todd, you're getting a bit of juice in the price. I think 6-1, to one, I can see 6-1, to one, a little bit of 15-2. I, I think that's value here. It's just unfortunate there's not um, eight runners for your traditional uh, three places here, but obviously you can use the exchange um, if you are if you want to play that way. Um I think I think John Leeper again. Um, it's starting to sound like a, a broken record here, but I think this one's too short. Um, around five to four, eleven to eight. Um, I think that that win at Newcastle as well. Holly Doyle was on board that day. I think the the, the two that were that were behind uh, John Leeper. I think it was um Owen Burrows or was it Mukadasib and a first light of uh, John Galston's. Those two have took each other on. Um, and Holly's just sort of picked up the pieces, and it's very difficult to make all at Newcastle of that long stretch. I think it was a bit flattered, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not sure if it justifies an RPR of 93. Um, I think Fancy Man um, is probably the one to beat on on form. Um, solid run at Chester on the 5th of May, finishing two lengths behind New Spirit. Um, I think 5-2 to two is value here, so I mean, if I am going to play... I think the bet is to maybe Dutch Fancy Man and Tasman Bay. I think those two are the, the most likely winners here. Um, if you can turn it into a 7-4 to four chance, 13-8, to eight, I, I think that looks good. 13-8, those two running for me. And uh, six-runner race, it looks all right. Yeah, they, they would definitely probably be the two I would be siding with. Not sure about John Leeper. I think the race very like, short, isn't it? Five to four. I think the race fell apart. The two set it up for it. Yeah, when, when you get those horses, especially at Newcastle, you know, like going early, it can often uh, um it depends. Mayhem and running. Yeah, it depends how the tracks ride in, but um if it's normal your normal typical conventional Newcastle, it does normally suit the horses that are racing up off the pace, you know, and it can be a nightmare getting to the front. But when the tracks ride in very slow, then it's normally an advantage to be at the front at Newcastle. A lot of people don't realise that. But yeah, um yeah, John Leeper wouldn't be for me, but yeah, Fancy Man and Tasman Bay, like uh, you both say, would be the way I would go. Seems like we're all in fairly much agreement there. 
We then move on to the last race we're going to uh, preview before we round off with the naps and the best bet section. It's the 240 at Newmarket, seven furlongs, Betway, King Charles II stakes, another listed contest. We've got Jane Chapel Hyams Belosa leading the way. She was very impressive when she won on debut. Um, what did you think of her chances, Steve? Were you quite keen on them, or again, are you willing to take her on? I decided on fundamental. I thought this was a good chance for um, John Gosman, Mark Harley. He was uh, fifth in the Greenham, and the winner, Chindit, was not disgraced at all behind Poetic Flair in the in the Thousand Guineas itself. So, yes, that's what I went for. Um, but also, I thought, a very impressive debut, obviously. But I sometimes think, you know, despite being very impressive, I think taking a, what looks like a great debut at face value is sometimes a costly way to follow. The, you know, the, it's not a given that he's going to reproduce that or or we still maybe don't know too much about that, that form either. Whereas Fundamental has a bit more experience, you know, relatively more battle-hardened. I think Devil, the likes of Devil Waller, they've got something to prove now. It's disappointing in the Guineas as he steps back and trip. Cloudbridge might like, need the run for Appleby and Buick, might have more, more important targets in the future. So I was keen to take on um, uh, Belosa with uh, Fundamental. Yeah, I can see your angle in there, especially with those horses that just win so easily on debut and then we just think they're the second coming and then normally stuffed on their second start. But she did look special, I would say. And it was interesting that Jane Chapel uh, Hyam, she was interviewed straight away after the race by Lydia Hislop, and they said that uh, she was uh, better than Saffron Beach uh, on the gallops. So that that was a big indication there. And that she was very well backed on the day. So I don't think um, she's no flash in the pan. I, I, do, I do think that there is a, a lot of stable confidence around them. But we like you say, we've, we've seen this time and time again, and it won't be the last time. And this race... Like you say, it's one of those races where you've got a couple of progressive types, how far they're going to go. And then you've got a few that have been on the go for a while and it's a bit of a retrieval mission or a bit of a confidence booster for some of these. How about you, though, Mark? Uh, did you like? Did you buy into the hype of Belosa or were you, did you have your sceptics hat on? I've been quite sceptical about a lot of short ones uh, this evening, but um, I've watched that race a couple of times and, again, like to the... To the how can I wear this normal punter's eyes? Uh, visually looked very impressive, but she showed a lot of pace early. She managed to bag that far side rail, which I think I think that day there was a track bias, a huge advantage, and I think the race was already over. Um, and everything else is green behind when she started to sway into the center of the track. She's so far clear. Um, looking through the form, when there's been any winners in that race whatsoever, a few of them have been quite disappointing. And I think. Uh, in general, I do think there's a bit of an overhype just with Newmark form in general. Um, similar profile to to John Leeper. Again, um, you'd be betting this one on hype, in my opinion. Um, it's currently around, I think this one's currently around five to four, if I'm right. Well, seven to four in, in places. I think uh, Devwala of Ralph Beckett's, obviously that one's top rated. Um, definitely has a chance. Um, even the outsider, Belissimi, I think they've done it quite well last time out on the all-weather. Uh, definitely have to find a bit on, on the ratings uh, to compete with uh, Fundamental and uh, Debwala. But um, Belosa, again, if, if this one goes around 6-4, to 5-4, to be one I'd be looking to take on as well. I think that it could be one of these weekends, Chris. Uh, I know all of us have been quite in agreement we want to take these short ones on, but if we are, we are going to lay these ones. Um, we'll be hoping that we get it right this weekend. Um, but... <laughs> 
Belosa certainly again similar profile to to John Lee, but I'd be wanted I'd be wanted to take this one on. And I think I think fundamental um is the one for win purposes. I'd be I'd be looking to take uh with Martin Harley on board. I think that one's got a great chance, currently 100 to 30. Um you can get about four to one nine or two in that one. I think that's great value. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones fundamental. Like you think he, he looks like he's got a good chance, but I was just looking at John and Fady's um record, and this is something you might want to take to the racing post live, Mark. Um, they've had three winners from their last thirty five runners operate in a nine cent strike rate. Magician four place lay. They haven't had a winner for six days, which is a long time in in racing, obviously. Um, and in fact, their last winner was in a free runner field with that horse called Stow that uh, uh, was uh, the question of um, of the of the non-trier <laughs> a few weeks ago. So yeah, um, their horses are running, I'd say, quite below form at the moment. They did have McGallan run nicely today, but I'm just looking at their horses here and load five out of seven, eleven out of fourteen, three and nine, seven and nine, two of ten, ten of ten. And they're not firing on all cylinders at the moment, so you probably would want to see a bit of yard confidence. But of course, you always have to respect uh, John Gosden and now Davies Gosden's runners. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race, I think. But uh, quite keen to possibly take uh, Belosa on. So um, this is now moving to the part of the show where we round off, we go through our best bets and any other business section. I'll get mine out of the way. I really liked. Um, the chances in the three o'clock at a new in the London Gold Cup of Dubai Sands. Like I said, I think his mark of 86 looks really exploitable. Roger Varian's team are in really good form at the moment. And um, it could be a case that obviously he's going to have a long way to go. But it just reminds me that this horse could be of the, exactly like Defoe. And we saw uh, these connections do really well last week, obviously, with the likes of Third Realm. And um, they had El Drama win at Chester. So uh, I think they're in for an exciting year ahead with this horse. Uh, how about you, though, Steve? What was your best bet for the weekend? I had a couple. I, I thought, um, I thought, old, um, where are we now? That um, repertoire was possibly quite interesting in the 4.45 at Newbury with uh, Jamie Spencer on board for David Simcock. And also further afield, actually, at this, this world we're on here, across the Irish Sea, uh, D Sprinter runs in the 3.40 at Navin. He's a perennial loser. He actually has, has won a race, but he, he he always runs well. And he's one of those that because he's always fourth or fifth or third, you assume he'll never win. But Sam Ewing's on board. He takes five pounds off. And I think the step uphill, five furlong finish at Navin, he might just fall into place from 23 on the field, de-sprinter, you'll get double figure odds. Good chance. Interesting selection there, going for low-grade stuff over the RFC. <laughs> At Navin, but Sam Ewing, to be fair, is is uh, an upcoming rider. I've seen him a few times. I think he had quite a bit of a breakthrough season last year, and he's definitely an apprentice uh, to follow over in Ireland. How about you, though, uh, Mark? What was your best bet for the weekend? So, what is your best bet for this uh, weekend, Mark? Yeah, I'm quite keen on Alassie. Um, in the 225 Newbury. Um, I know this one's not a massive price, but it's currently around even money. You may be able to get around maybe five to four, six to four on the day. I just think Logician's probably one you want to be taking on here. Um, I think this one will need to run. I'm not convinced that that run last time out anyway. Um, I just think Alassie, impressive last time out at uh, Newbury. Um, 
will handle the conditions as well. Was very impressive winning at Newmarket on soft conditions. If it does turn out to be soft, uh, but winning by 10 lengths on 18th of June, um, I just think this one looks uh, pretty progressive. And I think uh, should be able to compete at maybe Group 2 and maybe potentially further down the line, potentially a Group 1 animal. Um, I just think all... All the arrows are pointing towards a lassie here. Um, I'd probably wait until the day to see if you can nick about a five to four, six to four. Yeah, interesting. And that we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there could be a bit of rain around. So um, if uh, if it does come, which we are expecting it to, that shouldn't be a problem. He's gone on soft ground before. And I think the main plan for him could be the King George Ascot in a couple of months' time. So a lassie it is for Mark. But yeah, that's it for uh, this week's episode. Thanks for Mark and Steve for their time. Hopefully we found you some more winners uh, this week. Also as well, if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on Twitter where our handle is at In The Saddle Pod. And also as well, please remember to subscribe to all our podcast platforms, whatever one you're listening to us on, whether it's Spotify, Apple or SoundCloud. Really appreciate all your feedback. Please gamble responsibly and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Thank <laughs> you.